Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. Hello and welcome to part two of this month's Big Interview Q&A show. I'm Neil White and with me are Graham Hunter, the host of the Big Interview, of course, and our guest for these shows, Pete Jensen, who I hope you'll listen to uh, on La Liga television. We have questions from beloved socios, the listeners who support this podcast at patreon.com forward slash Graham Hunter. First up for this episode, we have one from George Gregg, who wants your take, gentlemen, on the unraveling of Barcelona's financial situation, or at least I suppose the, the revelation of the, the paucity of Barcelona's financial situation this week. How serious are Barca's financial straits, asked George, and what are the implications on and off the pitch? Pete, would you like to kick us off? Well, first of all, I don't think we should lose the context of this being a bad time for all the, the, the big clubs. Um, and, and for example, one day this week, um, the front of Marca was, you know, financial Armageddon at Barcelona. The front of Ass was a big picture of Mbappé. And it's easy to think that at the end of the season, Real Madrid are going to sign Mbappé and probably Haaland as well if they've got some money left over at the end. And Barcelona are going to go bankrupt. Um, and it's not quite, la- quite like that. And I think... Um, um, both the big clubs in Spain um, so heavily reliant on football tourism, which has been completely obliterated by the pandemic, uh, have got real problems. But it's clear, having said all that, that Barcelona have overspent more than, than, than their rivals. Uh, they've been more poorly run um, by, the, out by the administrators who are now no longer at the club, uh, President Bartomeu. Um, and they have got short-term problems. Um, what is it? A short-term debt of 730 million euros. I'm not sure what short-term debt means. I think that means you've got to pay it back within about a year or so. Um, they've, got, um, they've got to pay around 266 million euros by the end of June to, to banks and financial institutions. Are they going to go bankrupt? No, of course, they're not going to go bankrupt. Um, the debt will have to be refinanced. They're trying to take out a, a, another loan on the basis of, of future sales. So, you know, it's something that can, be, that can be sorted out because they still have the highest revenue of any club in Spain. I think it's 16 million last season, more than Real Madrid, double um, Atletico Madrid's and obviously goes without saying far more than any other club in Spain. So that is still there. But 
it's going to be a very different Barcelona that we're going to see in the next four or five years to the one we've seen in the last four or five years. And they're now paying for for idiotic decisions in the transfer market um, made by a board who refused to find a proper sporting director and stick with him and allow him to run the club in a sensible way. They're still paying for, for example, they're paying, they've got to outstanding payments to be made on Mateos Fernandez. Now, if some of uh, the listeners don't know who he is, they could be forgiven because he's played 18 minutes for the club. Um, they still are, I think it's about four million to Palmeiras for him. Um, the, the biggest mistakes of all were the, the mistakes made immediately after selling Neymar, bringing in Dembele and Coutinho. Dembele's playing well lately, but... Um, they paid way over the top for him. They paid way over the top for Coutinho. Uh, something Laporta said interesting that interested me recently was that um, the fact that we sold Neymar um, was because we were in financial problems. We had financial problems. We were in financial trouble. So to then spend all the money and some more almost immediately made absolutely zero sense. Um, I don't know if it was incompetence. I don't know if there was a touch of, 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 of fantasy about it. I know... Bartomeu is a, is a big basketball fan, and, and 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 this is something, by the way, that Graham has been talking about for for, for a long, long time, long before we, we you know we've got to see these horrific numbers. The fact that the new Aspire Barca project is going to be so expensive and 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 makes such a big thing of, of the basketball side of the club. Um, that's going to have to be ripped up, by the way. I mean, the, the Aspire Barca thing is going to have to be completely rethought. Um, Messi obviously is the other big big thing at the end of the season. Um, I've, I've been reading today. People say, "Well, they're going to have to sell Messi now." Well, news the news is just in. You you can't. It's too late. <laughs> he, he now will cost nothing to anyone who wants to take him away. I don't know. Will Messi do a Del, Del Piero stroke Buffon and say, "Look, I've loved this club and played for it so long. So I'll tell you what. I'll pay for um, five hundred euros a month. I don't mind playing for another season, practically free, just to help the club out." I don't think that's going to happen. He might well waive his uh, loyalty. He might waive his loyalty bonus um, if he does leave at the end of the season. They're in a state. They're not going to go bankrupt, um, and it's going to be a very different football and financial landscape for the club in the next four or five years. I mean, Jack Nicholson time. That's as that's as good as it gets, Neil. Um, and Jordy Gregg as well. Look, I don't think there's anything to add to that clarity of summary. So a slightly lateral path would be um, this is the club that didn't see winter coming. Um, they, they couldn't have known there was going to be a pandemic for sure. But that gay, witless, um, gay in the old sense, witless abandon about um, say yes to the players, give them more money, don't weed anybody out, give Jordi Alba X many more years give Busquets X many more years whether they merit it at the time or not or whether your predictive model says that athletically and physically they're going to remain useful to you for that amount of time that that lack of acumen is, is horrific clubs have made um, mistakes about the personality or the um, efficacy of big footballers before so to hang them out to dry simply because Coutinho shrinks nice man treble winner at Bayern bit part player but treble winner all the same to, to my great surprise utterly incapable I mean utterly incapable of coping with the training ground atmosphere never mind the demands of matches adored at Liverpool for his 
I mean by the staff for his attitude, for his work ethic, for his professionalism, irrespective of leaving aside his 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 dainty skills. So other play, other clubs have made that that, that mistake, but to the, the the trio of big money signings that have that have really helped tip us on into this 190 million euro debt to other clubs that is outstanding for for player um, purchases or loans. Griezmann said no, and then a year later they persuaded him to come, but they didn't know what to do with him. I've only just found out, and he's only just worked it out himself. It's it's great to watch now because. He kind of looks like the World Cup winning player and the, and the player that they spent 120 million on at least. But that loan, they had to take a loan to get an, a separate loan to, to make that um, deal. Coutinho, they still owe 70 million. Just putting the focus on the big numbers, that 70 million for a guy who has never worked for them and will never work for them unless some miracle means that. You know, Messi does leave this summer, which I think is about 60-40. And if there wasn't a pandemic, I'd be saying it's 90-10 that he's he's going to be leaving. Um, not so certain now. But if he leaves and Coutinho finds his own breathing space, then then maybe you get some value back from it. And Dembele is, is just unbelievable footballer. One of the most exciting players you'll ever see. Currently... Barcelona's special player, particularly if Messi's not available, but he wasn't a grown-up when he came and he, he kept living a little bit off-centre, not not on the bevy or out at nightclubs, which is what Barcelona players used to be able to do, but just sitting up all night and not looking after his his his, his diet and his sleep and his well-being, so the muscle... So they, they didn't anticipate or cure that sufficiently quickly to get value back for a player that not long before he left Borussia Dortmund. I mean, what I think Wren got 15, 16 million for him. So where was your scouting then? So the the renewals, the splurging on wages because the club, the board were, were pretty afraid of that. I mean, I, I, I'd been in there with the director trying to not flog them something, but trying to persuade them that there was value in a particular thing. And this director explained... The, 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 the trade union committee of the of the big five six players run everything. <laughs> They've got us on the back foot. Well, take a look at the accounts and see what back foot has done for your for your pocketbook. The pandemic cost them. The, the, it, it, I see today it reported that they expect to have fans back in the camp now by February February twenty one maybe. You know it's there's been just a sort of a Peter Pan recklessness that you could apply to almost all the drink. And I'll go further. You know, Bartomeu became obsessed by, like, the, the, my my economist, my economy teacher used to say to oh, the class each year, what was the Ford Motor Company and business to do? And everybody says to make cars. No, to make a profit. And Bartomeu got obsessed with the, you know, it was like, Reagan and, and Gorbachev or Reagan and Khrushchev or whatever they Star Wars, the arms race uh, Pepsi, Coca-Cola uh, uh, we're the first to a billion turnover ahead of Real Madrid well you're supposed to be looking after La Masia this applies to every club not just Barcelona making sure the right scouts are, are, are in place making sure the, right, the coaching system is in place reviewing it making sure that there's a nice balance between who makes the first team and who goes out that the player turnover is regulated by 
uh, one of the good football directors that you've sacked because you've got such a big ego. All these things, while they're wrong, they lost sight. And then just to culminate the whole thing, just to make it a really good slapstick English old-fashioned fucking vaudeville theatre joke, Bartomeu decides that he wants his club back. He can't chase Messi at the door, so I'll, I'll break up, you know, Morecambe and Wise. I'll break break up Butch and Sundance. You, Suarez, get your things, you're leaving. Uh, you're going to Italy, you're not going to Italy, you're going to Atleti and you're going to win the title and rob us of that. It's just, you know, Bartomeu, if you could find him, you'd pin him down and paint a clown face on him. Simple as that. Okay, let's leave the poor man alone now and take another question from Socio Richard Kosmala, who says, hello, Richard, thanks for this one. You guys have been keeping me sane in lockdown with the amazing shows from La Liga TV. Thanks so much. I've been intrigued to know your views on the revamped Copa. Seems to have been a roaring success. Uh, Madrid even made big news in the UK. How's it gone down over there in Spain in a sort of media PR sense and also with the big clubs? Do they do they really care about this competition? Pete's had a shot at this, and even though I've just been garbling on endlessly, super cause... I know the lockdown's difficult. I know the pandemic's difficult. But if we're keeping you sane, find other things to help you, Richard, because we ain't all that. Follow the terriers. Get, 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 buy some shares in Huddersfield, man. Um, I can't wait until COVID goes away, uh, super cause, and you're allowed to, to tour Europe's football grounds again. You deserve that. One of the things that I'm obsessed about and I've written about for ESPN today is that last season's cup, was held over from what was still kind of the old format. It's got much, Pete's described in yesterday's episode. You know, it was slightly revamped last season. It's got better this season. But because there was no crowd, the first ever Basque, big Basque beast final between La Real and Athletic in a hundred and I don't know how many years, 18 years of the Copa del Rey was due to take place last season because it is La Real against Athletic. It's been, it's been held off until April the 4th in La Cartuja in Seville, where Athletic recently won the Super Cup against Football Club Barcelona. Now, they've never met in 118 years. They're two fascinating clubs, super squads, Athletic with a new coach and a a trophy, um, just like they won a trophy in 2015. Neither of the past sides having had a trophy since 83 and 84, respectively, whatever it is. And at the time of recording, and if this goes out, after this week has supercars has ruined my my prediction the cup could produce us this season's cup final on april 18 14 days after last season's cup final and at this stage as i speak it could produce real sociedad against athletic club so we could have the two big bad basque beasts in two cup finals in 14 days in the same stadium with all the stuff about if one team wins, let's say Athletic win the first one and and it is a Basque final in the second one and Athletic have won the Super Cup this year and the Super Cup in 2015 and they're hosting Euro 2020 games in San Mames uh, this summer and and L'Areal and blah, 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 blah. The pressure on Emmanuel and Real Sociedad would be unbelievable. But even if they don't, again at the time of speaking... Betis and Sevilla are still in the cup and although I'm predicting something that hasn't happened yet I'm absolutely convinced that Sevilla pumped Valencia because poor old Valencia are on their hands and knees at the moment so they go through there's never been a cup final between Sevilla and Betis um, Atleti are out Remedy are out this season's magical moments Ibiza put five past Celta Almeria put 
four or five uh, past Elche. The, the big beasts have been tripping up, falling flat on their face, and it's been absolutely, utterly brilliant. And when Pete described it about like this, this formula about how Goliath has always got to go into to David's lair, that means that for as long as it's like this, and please God, let it stay like this, it, it's quick. It's now not only it's now not the killing fields, Ang Lee's killing fields of the Copa del Rey, where you know each club plays seventy-two games in January, and by the time you come out the other side, you're fucked for the Champions League. You know they've spread out still further. It's absolutely Billy. I'd love to see that Betis Sevilla final. By the way, that would be um, fantastic. Or indeed a, yeah. a, round, a round two of. Um, Athletic Real Sociedad. Although Ronald Koeman has got form for not having a particularly good season and then winning the <laughs> cup at the end of it. So, um, and if he's got any sense, Mourinho style, he'll, 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 he'll put all his eggs in that basket just so that at the end of the season he can say, look, first season in charge, I won a trophy for you. Um, yeah, there were two big changes made at the start of last season. Um, no more second legs until the semis, until the, uh, you know, until the semis. And um, uh, play at the smaller team's ground. I th- I like the, the the getting rid of two legs, but I'm not sure about the other one. I, I quite like the, you know, you're drawn out against a big team and always it your cabbage patch or actually you're going on the burner bar. <laughs> I, th- I think that brought a lot of excitement to the smaller clubs as well, and that's taken that away from them. And also the payday, although obviously at the moment there's no payday because there are no fans. But in general, um, last season's cup I thought was the best um, best cup in years. It was just a shame we couldn't get to see the final, although it was brilliant from both the clubs, even though that they put in jeopardy their participation in European competition. That They said, nope, we're not playing it without fans. We, we stand by that. Um, but I love the changes. And do the big clubs like it? No, they do not. Um, not so much this season because they got so many, there's such a backlog. But last season, they really hated it. And, you know, they wheeled out a few of their... Um, uh, spokespersons, um, unofficial spokespersons, columnists, and so on, saying, "Oh, they don't like the new cup at all. You know, you can get knocked <laughs> out. It's terrible." <laughs> yeah, that's the way cup football's meant to be, Pat. Oh, brilliant. Okay, it's time for a break. We'll be back in a little minute with two more questions to complete our Q and A for this month. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices 
down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. And we're back with a question from our sponsors, Bet365. They want to know what's the best transfer that hasn't happened yet this window. So I'll I'll clarify. Put yourself in the shoes of a a fantasy director of football at any of the clubs. What realistic acquisition could make the difference to your team in the second half of the season? Yes. Jensen, Jensen, La Liga. Aguero going to Barcelona and Griezmann going to Manchester City. Swap deal until the end of the season. Aguero scores scores the goals that, that, that massively improved Barcelona's second half of the season. Um, puts a big smile on Messi's face. Um, and Griezmann has a sensational second half of the season at Manchester City. They win the league. He's suddenly worth 125 million again. Barca sell him and uh, ease their financial woes at the end of the season. Um, and Aguero, well, he can stay if he wants, so he can go back. But that, to me, is the dream swap, which um, ought to happen tomorrow. <laughs> it's taken a long time to come true, so I can't claim it as an exclusive. But eventually, once Luis Suarez you know, does his business by um, dirtying Barcelona's bootsteps, uh, Luis Suarez to Inter Miami, which they've been trying to put together for the longest time, and... Phil Neville managing Luis Suarez. That gets my little ticker ticking. There you go. Let's wrap things up with a question from Socio Sean O'Keefe. Hi, Sean. Thanks for this one. Uh, Hi, Graham and team. I think he must mean us, Pete. Loving the content as always. As my beloved is a Cadiz girl, I've adopted them as my Spanish team. Uh, Despite my pessimism at the start of the season, they've confounded everyone, or at least me, my question is, what do you attribute this to? Pete, off mic, you were saying that you've seen quite a lot of Cadiz this season. What do you think is the secret sauce? Yeah, I love watching. I love watching um, Cadiz. Um, they've got a reputation for not being very good to watch. But um, I, there was one particular game that sticks in my mind early in the season. They play against Abar. And, and Abar must have had about 99.9% of possession in the first half. And Negredo touched the ball twice, and, and the first one was an assist, and the second one was a goal. And I think they went in at half time 3 0 up, having you know, spent the rest of the game watching Abar uh, try to attack them. They're brilliantly drilled defensively. Um, I think they've got some, some individuals who uh, uh, have not been getting a lot of praise but deserve it. Jens Jensen in midfield, um, he's got a great surname, and I think he's. He's he's one of the the unsung heroes of their season so far. Just playing in, in front of the of, of the, the two central defenders. Fally's been superb. He's a centre back, but he's played the last couple of games as a kind of galloping midfield player alongside Jens Jensen, Negredo, um, and Chocolatano. Chocolatano has been excellent um, up front. They've just bought Sapanic, so we're actually going to finally find out what Sapanic looks like. Um, he spent the last two seasons at Atletico Madrid uh, hiding in Diego Simeone's wardrobe. Um, so they're great fun to watch it would have been amazing with the fans but hopefully they'll stay up and, and well, the fans will be back next season and um, 
um, you know, under uh, Severa, they'll they'll go from strength to strength. One of the hi, Mr. O'Keefe. Um, what a great team! What a great team! That it's it, it's just as well that I'm a generous man that um, I keep finding myself unable to reach anywhere near the level of what Pete's just given you. But one of the things I like is this um, little extra from the Lord of the Rings with the explosive temper. He kind of also looks a little bit like a pal of Pete and mine called Moises Llorens. Um, coaching, uh, I know, clavado, clavado. Uh, coaching uh, Cadiz. And the reason uh, that I like um, Avaro is that unless you were of that age, you wouldn't remember him as a, as a kind of rampaging, energetic, um, pain in the arse, uh, wide midfield player for Valencia. Or, and probably most wouldn't remember that he made it to the Spain ranks. So not having noticed him that much, I phoned a couple of his teammates who said that he was a stroppy little git who... who um, everything was me, me, me. If he didn't get the ball given to him on time, if his boots weren't properly shined, if if the flow of the game went in another direction, he was very um, self-focused. And for him now, each of them that I spoke to said that they were they were because he's been kicking around, particularly in the Valencia area, coaching. You know, Cove, the Cove Rangers equivalent, or the the Farley Town equivalent, or whatever it is, uh, until getting it right at Cadiz and, and taking them up and playing the same brand of football. You know, they were they were living off bread and water in the Segunda down the well because it's twenty five percent possession, twenty five percent possession, and and people swoon and faint if they've got thir- if they've got thirty percent possession. It's like the the end of the world is nigh. There's people out with banners. On the, on the on the streets of the port down there, and so that his ex-teammates. So it's a small sample. They said like they were surprised to even become a coach because you've got to be all encompassing. You've got to be generous. You've got to have different modes of expression, and um, it doesn't just run a tight ship. Um, it's hugely entertaining. I mean, as much as I enjoy some of the footballers that Pete's. And I think Lozano's got a future at a higher level, in my opinion. We Alex, uh, Nacho's brother, um, has always been a really elegant footballer. And the keeper, um, correct me if I'm wrong, Pete Ledesma, I think it's Ledesma's his name, is just rocoso. He's all a, he kind of looks like if um, if Russell Crowe went out on a bender and. Uh, Punched somebody, got jailed, but was able to be released on bail for two hundred and fifty thousand, so long as he saved the local sheriff's team. That's what Ledesma plays like, and it's it's mad, it's entertaining, but he's not the most reliable in the world, I don't think. Anyway, the long and short is that we Alvaro, when he loses his temper, um, is more entertaining even in the way his team plays, and it's so funny to watch and the fury. The absolute fury. So, Cadiz uh, will stay up. There are several teams that are less well-equipped to stay up. Um, how long that precarious infrastructure that he's built and that, that boiling temper of his, how long that, that remains sustainable, I think, uh, is is one for the summer Q&A. Querulous and angry. 
Um, but yeah, to have Cardiff playing like this and knocking over Barcelona and Real Madrid when there are fans in the stadium, yes, please, I'll sign for that. I've just had a message from the, the Danish ambassador, by the way. He says it's um, Jens, Jon- Jens, Jens, Jens Jonsson, not Jens Jensen. So it's nothing to do with Jensen and Jensen, and it's not all about me. And, but um, just like stage, like stage people, he had to change his name because there was always a so really good... Jensen exactly. in Spanish football. So Jens Jensen, he's had a fantastic season so far. Sean, thank you for the question. Thank you to all our socios who sent in questions for this month's Q&A. I hope you've enjoyed both of these shows. Graham, Hunter and Pete Jensen, thank you. And thanks very much to you for listening. We'll be back with more big interviews very, very soon. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.